Episode 6 of the Just Saying Podcast. Uh, I just want to inform you before you listen that this recording is a little bit outdated. Um, It's been, I would say, a hectic 48 hours. uh, But just know that this was recorded uh, Wednesday night and that this has no uh, reaction to Thursday Night Football and sort of outdated and some takes are missing with respect to the NBA season and how the uh, past couple days have unfolded. So uh, episode six, here we go. to episode six of the just saying podcast today is october 27th and uh we're gonna talk a little bit of a week seven football um honestly not really a good week of football yeah uh, i think i actually have written down here that the average margin of victory on sunday or from this past week was 17.8 points which is a huge blowout day it wasn't even fun i, I actually remember i think at, at one point through the 10 a.m games uh on red zone, they said the or after yeah after the ten a.m. games, they said the average margin of victory was like twenty one points. Yeah, I think it was like twenty one point eight. Crazy. So I think it decreased by four. That's insane. I mean, just, honestly, just not really a fun week to watch. It was fun for you. I, you were part of a blowout, and I was part of a blowout. Both well, opposite sides. Re- yeah, different results. But. Um, should we should we talk about yours? Should we talk about mine? I mean, if you don't mind, I do have some other statistics that kind of just sum up this last week of NFL football. Uh, summing up the Bears or the week, week just, of football? Just a couple things. Um, okay. So last Sunday, this is kind of a cool thing, uh, the Eagles became the first franchise in NFL history to eclipse 350 games started by black quarterbacks. That's pretty cool. Which obviously is the most in the uh, of any franchise. So that's Hurts, McNabb, Vic, and Randall Cunningham were like the biggest. Uh, also, Eagles, uh, three top nine draft picks right now, if the yeah. league were to end today. Yeah. Or the league season, I should say. They're doing well for themselves, yeah, sort of, kind of. Harry Roseman kind of turning himself from a, uh, an evil man in Philadelphia to maybe a, a sneaky genius. Yeah, we'll see. Um, the next thing I kind of wanted to point out was Derek Carr is the only NFL player with five games of 300-plus yards passing this season, and he had a 90.9% completion rate, which is 31 for 34 against the Eagles. And then in his career, he has two 90-plus percent um, completion rate games, with at least 30 attempts, which every other player in the NFL in history combines for one. So that's in that that's a ridiculous stat. Isn't that pretty crazy? I saw that on uh, Twitter, I think, and I was like, wow, I definitely have to mention that. I mean, Derek Carr is balling right now, honestly. He definitely is. I think, I mean, it's funny. What was it? 2017 was when they were, where they go like 12 and 4, and then he broke his leg. Um, I, I honestly forget I'm what year sure. it was. Yeah, something like that. It might have been 2018. Uh, yeah, whatever it was. But he was playing. That, that's when I thought he was playing his best football. And I mean, he was in his in his career at the time. But he's really kicked it up a notch. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like. Uh, and, and and the Raiders are a team that I really don't understand. No, neither do I. They're definitely riding are, on. Are Carr. they better after Gruden? Maybe they like this new coach better. I know Carr doesn't because he lives right next door to, yeah, to yeah. Gruden. But you know, and he loves the man. He loves him. He loves the man. But uh. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the Raiders are pretty perplexing in my opinion, but... No, I completely agree with you. That, that is a really crazy stat. Any, any other ones? Yeah, I just have one question for you now. One question. Let's... So, do you think there's a legitimate case to start Daniel Jones at wide receiver after his one-handed catch on Sunday? <laughs> uh, Sometimes he struggles at the quarterback thing. 
I, I don't think he's too good at the quarterback thing. Um, for some reason, people are still on him. Um, I feel like Daniel Jones might have the longest leash of like truly awful quarterback play that we've seen in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Like, who's the last guy that was just really awful for a continued period of time and just kept getting Mitch? But he he got four years basically, and the like. I guess actually maybe he didn't really get that last. I mean, year Mitch went to the playoffs. That is also true, and he went to the Pro Bowl. Many people yeah. do forget that he I was mean, a Pro Bowl player. Has Mitch played in three playoff games? Two. He's played in. Did two. they win? Did they win one when they went? No. So 2018, we lost in the double doinker. That's okay. So they, so he's and played two. 2020, we lost to the Saints. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's probably two more than Daniel Jones will ever play. We will find out, I guess. Because <laughs> what this is Daniel Jones' fourth year now, right? Or... Uh, third. Because okay. it's Kyler's draft. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a... Well, I mean, actually, what's funny is the the Giants beat up on the Panthers. What's what's going on with the Panthers? Sam Donald's on the outs. They want Deshaun Watson. I mean, that would... That'd be that'd be pretty tough. That'd be pretty tough to see. But it is it is pretty funny because after our yeah after week three, which would have been our episode two, mm-hmm. we were talking about you know like which three and teams do we not believe in uh, blah blah blah, and uh, we were kind of we had, we had Panthers and Broncos at the forefront of the discussion yeah. certainly, and we were, and I know we we for sure mentioned the possibility of Donald uh, regressing, which it seems to be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about you know. Just like some young players in the league. What about uh, Kyle Pitts coming into his own? Oh man, he was. So we do, <laughs> we do have a segment for who started off hard, and he was one of my players on that. I won't really? mention him now because I, like I had that. four. But yeah, seven receptions for 163 yards on National Tight End Day. That's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome, and he he started showing out in England, and he finally carried it over to the United States. So I guess the Falcons finally figured out that they have an actual weapon on their team that they can utilize instead of just like not throwing him the ball, which is pretty awesome for the both of them, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean that that it's pretty incredible, I would I would say. Mm-hmm. Um let's uh since we kind of alluded to it, let's kind of dive into what we had planned and, and I think to start it off, uh, you know, our, our our good segment of hot seat power rankings, um a lot of bad coaching going on around the league. Uh, I, I, I don't know where you stand. I know we've had a lot of. Uh, I think you do know where I stand. Okay, I I, uh, <laughs> I had a feeling. Why don't we just? I have four guys. I have I have one through four. I, I don't know. I don't know what okay, you. Okay, so four I, came to mind. My obviously number one is going to be Matt Nagy, but then I have two, and then for my three, I just put like three people that I wasn't really sure, but they seem to start to go up the rankings for okay. me personally. At least. Yeah. Or I've been hearing rumblings on Twitter. I think we're going to have some some similarities here. Yeah. Um, you want to start us off? You go. Okay. I, I so, think you deserve to start us off. Dude. Okay. Obviously, Matt Nagy. I just mentioned it. Um, so the stats prove that his time should be or is almost up in Chicago at this point. So as you guys should know, we lost to the Bucks, 38-3. to also, when we were picking this game last week, I giggled when you asked me if it was Bucks versus Bears because I just knew that we were going to lose. Um, we're now three and four. That was a trouncing. It it was ugly. Yeah. Uh, I think Fields had five turnovers total. Yeah. They were just like, it, it, dude, just terrible coaching. And I think it's tough. I mean, like I, 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 I've actually 
said that I really like Fields. I, I, I still do really like Fields, and I've said that, you know, maybe he could be the best quarterback out of the rookie class. I, I, I think uh, I need to just take a step back with Fields. I think he needs to take a step back, too. And I think maybe just this whole environment isn't the right place to judge him in. You know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah. I don't think anything that's happening is really his fault. Like, yes, he's yeah. a rookie. He's bound to make some errors, but the system that he's in just is so flawed that it makes him even that much more flawed yeah. than he would be. I think um, you're doing yourself a disservice to, like, label Justin Fields as something yeah, when yeah. when he's playing with this. You know, yeah, what, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And, I mean, just to back up what I said, that the stats prove that Matt Nagy should be out. So, I saw this. In 2017, John Fox's last season... Mm-hmm. And Mitch's first season, the Bears averaged a league low 175 and a half passing yards per wow. game, which was 32nd in the league. This season, the Bears are averaging averaging 124.4 yards per game. So, I mean, almost 50 less. Actually, just about 50 less per game. So, that, I mean, that just goes to show. And then another thing. Uh, Okay, two more things that kind of correlate. Uh, the last time the Bears lost to Rodgers and Brady in back-to-back games was in 2014. And following that, or those losses, both our GM Phil Emery and coach Mark Tressman were fired. Okay. And our loss on Sunday, 38-3, to that was the worst loss since Tressman was coach. So. And Mitch, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Matt Nagy is fifth year with the Bears? Or fourth? Fourth, fourth. Okay, because yeah. I, I just clarified, John Fox was fired after three, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it kind of would be on a, a similar yeah, pace. Yeah, this is his fourth year. He joined the team for the 2017-2018 season. Okay, yeah, because Fox was fired in 2017, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2015 yeah. to 2017, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so we have, we, so you got uh, Nagy one. Who's your two? Uh, it's hard not to put Urban there. I would agree. I think, I mean... They lost again. They did get that, that elusive win, but I just think, you know, he's done so much already that it's just kind of, like, yeah. hard to look by, you know. Um, I don't really know what else to say with him. Like, they're not going to win a lot of games, which is troubling, and he doesn't really seem to have his heart in it. He doesn't really seem to add anything. No, not at all. You know what I mean? I don't think the players respect him, yeah. which definitely doesn't help the case. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that much needs to be said on that case. But do you have you got three and four, or you just got so? Three? Where, I mean, where are you at with I that? was kind of struggling. So Joe Judge is obviously still mm. up there. They got a win. Um, That's a big win for them. It was a big win, uh, but you know he still has his issues as well. Kind yeah. of like similar to Urban, his players feel like it just feels like they don't respect him as much because of you know like the lapse thing mm. and just who he is. Big win. Take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. take definitely take that with a grain of salt. And then I also like. I'm not, these two are like very, uh, not really should be, they shouldn't really be in this list, but like Dan Campbell, I mean, you lose a certain amount of games, yeah. people start to look at you. Uh, that's very fair. So Lions are definitely on there, even though they did play the Rams, but they're 0-7 at this point now. I think that's well said in terms of you lose enough games and, and at some point, I mean, it goes for anything. You, you, you mess up enough, even if it's out of your control at some point, people right. are going to start looking towards you. Right, and a lot of games have been close, too, so they've had chances yeah. to win, so maybe people are going to be like, oh, is it but a coaching thing? Honestly, though, like with Dan Campbell, at least, I, I'm going to give him his respect because he pulled everything out of his book against the Rams. Like, no, yeah, yeah. They, they were in that and, game for sure. Yeah, and, and, and at least the way I view it, I think that unless that they're a really, really dysfunctional franchise, which they may very well be, like 
Dan Campbell and the Lions must have known coming into the season that this was going to be a rough one. Oh, yeah. I'm sure um, all the players knew that. I, I feel like he's sticking around for another year. Well, that's, yeah, that's how I see it. I, no, I completely agree with you. That's why I said I don't know if I would really put him on this list just yeah. because he's he almost like encapsulates everything that makes up like Detroit culture. Yeah, like, I, he's just so yeah, tough and, like, yeah. and he played there. So 100%. why not keep a, a former player around? And he cares so much. Oh, dude. Yeah, you can so definitely much. see that he's trying his best. So like, I think they that's got to mean too. something. Yeah, I, th- I think they, they all love and respect him there too. All right, so why don't, is your list similar? It is. Honestly, I think um, for me, the way I viewed it, I kind of, I thought to myself when I said like hot seat, I was like, you know, and then in the way we've been approaching it, I've kind of been thinking like, you know, who's the name that's just like, you know, failing or in the limelight for messing up. And then I kind of trying to try to spin it in my head as like, who do I realistically see getting fired first? Okay. And then I just kind of just started going down the list. That's fair. And I said, had number one, I, I just had David Coley and I don't think it's like any fault mm. of his own. I just think like with the Texans, I don't think that they like, you know, had these, front office discussions and we're like David Coley's like the guy right. that's going to take us. I think yeah. that this was like a sinking ship mm. and they're just trying to get to next year. Just you know grab what whatever yeah. inner tube yeah. to keep the ship afloat. So so I, I I see him going. Um, I have Urban Meyer too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see him either quote unquote retiring uh, or getting fired. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that that's not going to be successful in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Especially like I think when you get a young quarterback, I don't think you want to be patient with, uh, you know, surrounding them with the right pieces. Oh, yeah, you got to make I think you want to jump on it, mm-hmm. and I, I think that they will. Uh, and three, I had Matt Nagy. I think that he's gone as well. I think I see, I see all three of these guys getting fired thus far uh, after this offseason. I mean, after the season, I, I should so say. So you, you think all three will be fired, but after the season, not during it? Yeah, I, I think during. Oh. I mean, oh. I mean, I'm sorry. I, think, I mean, after. I'm sorry. Okay. I, um, I think it's pretty tough to fire a coach during. But yeah. it, it, I mean, Patricia got fired. I was gonna say I mean, some cases. Dan Quinn, and yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, but but I'm gonna leave it with those after the season, mm-hmm. and then four. I kind of thought to myself, and I don't feel like it's really being talked about. At what point, like, are they just gonna have to fire Brian Flores? See, I looked at him too because they're what one in. Five? Are they, they're one in five. I, I want to say at this point, I think they've had their buy. Correct, or maybe I'm they're wrong. one and six. Okay, no, they haven't, six. Had, so their they haven't had their bite. No, no, yeah, yeah, that's a little worrying. I mean, because I, I forgot were... about the Atlanta loss. They just lost to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, with Tua back, nonetheless. So, well, Tua is Tua talking about guys and who's the guy and who's not the guy. Tua is not the guy. Had a good game on Sunday though. Not I, the guy. I will give him that, yeah. but I don't think he's the guy either. Not overall. The guy. I just think you know, he, dude. The, to go to your point, they're one and six, like you one said. One six. They were in a lot of talk before the season. Oh, this team's going to be good. This defense is stacked. Oh, two has made all these steps, which they were ten and six last year. Ten and six. You think they'd build a little bit? Yeah. yeah. Maybe were, maybe one more win. Like were they the first AFC team not to make the playoffs last year? I think they were the first one out via tiebreaker, if I'm correct. If they didn't make it, you'd have to assume that, right? At ten, and ten and six. six yeah. Because yeah. we made it at eight and eight. Yeah. So. I mean, you're. you're I mean, you're. Their first wins week one, the Patriots. They mm-hmm. beat the Patriots. They beat a rookie quarterback in his first career start. So wait, are you saying that this team's the Jags of last year? Seriously, not satisfied with one and Not satisfied. So who's, okay, wait, if they're the Jags and Brian, so if we're putting them on the Jags trajectory, Brian Flores is getting fired. Mm-hmm. Who's the coach next year? If we're going to put it on the Jags trajectory, who's the, who's the Urban Meyer? 
I don't I, even know who they'd hire. Uh, maybe like I've heard. Oh, maybe like Eric Bieniemy. Maybe they bring him to. Too sophisticated. I need someone that's bad. Oh, okay, like Rex Ryan. Oh, that's money. What about uh? <laughs> what about um uh? Sarkeesian. Oh, that'd be hilarious, actually. Drunk Sark. Or like Kiffin. But I like. I, I'm starting to really like Kiffin. That's the issue. Oh well, yeah. I, I'm starting just... to really like him. No, I, I completely respect it. Plus, he got hit by a golf ball. So. But wait, let's actually just because I, I have it right in front of me. So they, they beat the Patriots seventeen sixteen week one. Mm-hmm. Um, we start going through it. They lose to the Bills at home thirty five nothing. They lose to the Raiders in Vegas, 31-28. Close game. Lose to the Colts at home, 27-17. Lose to the Buccaneers on the road, 45-17. Lose to the Jaguars at home, 23-20. And lose to the Falcons at home, 30-28. I mean, they're not even closing out... I mean, they're not closing out games against these bad teams. I was just about to say, it's they kind of have the mixed schedule. They played some really good teams and also played some really bad teams. So you'd expect them, even if they're losing to those those decent or good teams to at least beat like the Jags, the Falcons. Yeah. And I, they're not even doing that. And I mean, they even caught the Colts on a downswing when the Colts were were down in the dumps. Uh I mean, I don't know. I I think at some point, like you said, like, I mean, your quote was perfect. You do enough losing at some point, like people start to look, people start to look. I, I think that might be the case with Brian Flores, but you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe they just, you know that's that's too drastic of a move for Miami. I, I I don't know. I I could very well see that happening. But if Miami's a four or five win team and they don't have their own first round pick, yeah. and you got Jalen Waddle out of it, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, me personally, I think they'll give him like one more cushion here. Yeah. Just just to see, because I mean, I don't know. They have been dealing with some injuries here and there and that kind of stuff, but. We'll we'll find out. It's going to be an interesting off season, to say the least. Very very true. Should we uh, dive into our next segment? Yeah, let me ask you a question though. That'll kind of get us there. So, who all time favorite player and why? All time favorite player in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's it's pretty easy. It's Larry Fitzgerald, and like the explanation kind of like speaks for itself. Um, he's the greatest Cardinal player like to ever wear, ever touched the uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like I have Larry Fitzgerald as the third best receiver ever. Like behind Rice and Johnson, R- Randy. I just think. Oh, like, Randy. Yeah. I mean, like obviously, like I I say that, and like I didn't even get to see like a lot of these guys in their prime, so like it's it's just it's stupid to me even. But like Larry Fitzgerald is the most surefire set of hands I've ever seen on a receiver. Did ever. he go like multiple years without a drop? Or? He has more tackles in his career than drops. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. As a wide receiver. Yeah, because he's played with horrible quarterbacks that throw picks. But, I mean, I, so I'm i sorry. I'm going to answer it again because I like to answer that question without Larry. And okay. it because, like, for me, that, like... It's just, like, so obvious. Yeah, that's so obvious. Okay. Um, I want you to you to answer it first, and i got to think about this a little because okay. i got I got three players to decide between. Mine, to me, is just kind of obvious, too, just because he was so flashy. just couldn't not like him. Is Devin Hester. That's yeah. I mean, Growing that's up, impossible I mean, not to like. I just remember like sitting on the edge of like the couch or like a table watching the games and just like whenever there's a punt or a kick, just like the anticipation, like the butterflies in your stomach, just waiting to see what he was going to do with the ball. Yeah. And I mean, as a returner, a lot of times it's going to be nothing, but he always, I mean, even if it was like a big gain, would just give you that hope that oh, he's going to make it to the house, like he's going to put a six up on the board. Mm-hmm. So he was just always so exciting to watch. And then I remember like I have a vivid memory of when I was six. 
And as a family, we were watching the Super Bowl where we were playing the Colts. We ended up losing. But I, like, I vividly remember him taking that kick to the house the very first play of the yeah. game. And it just Unreal stuck man. with me ever since. And he was a rookie that year, too. So that's just, I mean, even that's ridiculous more, to that's, you. his legacy is just crazy. Yeah, that's ridiculous to think about. So what's, what's your answer there? I'm really trying to decide. Um, I would say, honestly, like if I had to be totally objective, like Patrick Peterson on the Cardinals was like unforgettable for me. Like I'll for sure, that's someone like I'll for sure, like, you know, like tell your grandkids about. Like mm-hmm. that, could, that was like unreal to watch. Um, but quite honestly, at the same time, Buda Baker is very, very high up there on my list. I think he's like one of the coolest guys I've ever seen in the league. The quote that he has about his brother is the brother's craziest thing ever. Crazy, kind of scary, but also yeah. just like would probably make you an insanely good football player yeah, if you have he, that mindset. He's an insane man. So I mean, that's obvi- that's three Cardinals. If I had to, if I have to name a non-Cardinal. Chad Johnson. Okay, my non-cardinal would be Calvin Johnson. I mean, you're not you're not you're not. Or yeah, my yeah. non-bear. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah Calvin yeah. Johnson. Calvin yeah. Johnson. I because I got to see. I just remember watching. I got to see his uh, last game ever was in Chicago. That's so and my sick. family and I were there. That's so sick. And I think he had a touchdown that game. But it's just like being a taller guy and being able to move like that and catch like that is just crazy for me. So it's unreal. But the reason I ask you that is because I think like just looking at the performances that a lot of players have had. Um, this season so far, there's going to be a lot of players for little kids to look up to and kind of just like and want to emulate um, growing up as players. So, I mean, so we're going to do started off hard now, if that wasn't clear. But uh, it was kind of a good transition that we just talked about Calvin Johnson because my first person is Cooper Cup. I mean, you can't not bring him up. Like, you, you I, just have to. I. And he's tied to Calvin Johnson because he's on pace to break uh, Megatron's single season record for receiving yards. And for that, we're going to give three seconds to put the sound clip in. All right, LeBron going out. Ah! LeBron James started off hot. That's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. That is phenomenal. And he's also <laughs> on pace for the most fantasy points in a single season. Cooper Cup's unreal this year. I mean, I mean, but the thing is, it's like it's it's funny. Uh, wait, did you see the the tweet that's like clowning on the just the overall perception in the league? And it was like, uh, like name your favorite quote. Like he used to describe like Cooper Cup, and it was like all like those. It's like gritty player, like yeah, hard yeah, worker, yeah. like high football yeah. IQ, like just stuff like that. I mean, he's he's been amazing for so long. Oh well, yeah. I don't think he was really able to see his like true potential output until he got a very consistent quarterback. Like Matt, I wouldn't. I don't know if I call Matt Stafford very consistent, but he's definitely yeah, better a, than a far more talented quarterback. God. He's a tr- yeah. he's a true talented quarterback. Um, I would. Totally agree. That that's really crazy. For for me for started off hard, I think that I have to I mean, I think I'd have to, to point to Joe Burrow. I had um, him on my list as yeah. well. That was my next person. I mean, his stat line, I mean, what do you get? Twenty three for thirty eight, four hundred and sixteen yards, three touchdowns. The Bengals light up the Ravens forty one seventeen on the road. Um Who I know we didn't predict to win We we all. certainly didn't. And and I was talking to my dad before that game kicked off and I was like if the Bengals win this game, like they're for real, you know what I mean? Like that's that's no joke to to win in Baltimore on the road. No, absolutely. Uh, but Joe Burrow is incredible. I was I was certainly wrong about him. Um, I didn't think that he would be anywhere near as great as he 
like could have been uh, post knee surgery and Ooh, like all that. Right, all that. I was just about to say um, he even had some hesitations coming back that first game. I remember people were talking about that, how he yeah. was worried about putting weight on that that knee and you yeah. know, cutting and stuff. So good for him for just coming back like the way he has. Yeah, and and I hope someone doesn't go in my Twitter likes and look at the the stuff I liked about Jamar <laughs> Chase and Panay Sewell and. Well, do you remember my uh, uh, my hot take from last year when we were hanging out together in Idaho that I had about uh, Joe Burrow? vaguely it was terrible i don't know if i could find it i don't know if i still have it but it was like i was basically calling him bust that he wouldn't throw for over like 15 it was so, it was like very brutally like incorrect oh man so i mean we were all wrong and oh yeah it, it happens i mean it, it's it totally happen. happens the it definitely does happen and it's not that panace is bad by any means it's just more that this offense is legit with jamar chase mm-hmm. like they're real Oh, yeah. Well, and it makes me, I guess, as a Bears fan, feel even better that we locked him up. Yeah. But, you know, that's, like, huge grain of salt because we're also very bad right now. Crazy, bro. But my my next person happens to be Jamar Chase. I mean, how can you not have him on there? So, on Sunday, eight receptions, 201 yards, and an insane touchdown. Ridiculous. It was a slant, and he should have been tackled. Spun out of that. Spun out of it and took it straight down the middle of the field. He's... I mean, I keep. I'm literally at a loss for words when I like talk about how wrong I am with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Jamar so many Chase people is people wrong about Chase, yeah. especially though. Jamar Chase is so sick. I mean, like he's so sick. Oh no, he's. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't even know what else to say. Words, yeah, yeah. He, he's literally insane. He's, I think, uh, second in the league in receiving yards, if I'm not wrong. Behind I think he Cooper is. Cup. Yeah, and and he also has like a 23 yard average on the season, which is. Wild. His yeah, he has a twenty-one and a half yard average. He has thirty-five receptions for seven hundred and fifty-four yards, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. If you're if you're a Cincy fan, you just have to be so ecstatic that your future is like right in front of you. Like yeah, these two players, these are your guys, and and they're a wide receiver first, room. Crazy. T, uh, T Higgins, Tyler T. Boyd, Higgins, yep. on. I mean, on tape, whatever. But uh, <laughs> still, like, I mean. I mean, by the way, his his projected uh, stats for seventeen games: eighty receptions, seventeen hundred and twenty-three yards, fourteen touchdowns. Pretty good. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, as a, good. as a rookie, I would I would definitely say that's pretty good, especially for a person that everyone thought that pick should have been used on an offensive lineman. No yeah. one thought that Joe Burrow would even have time to throw the ball to Jamar Chase, and no one even knew if Jamar Chase was going to be able to catch yes. because of his uh, season quotes. So it's worked out for. The Bengals very well. I would say so. To say the least. I, I don't even actually have any other started off cards. I thought Burrow was my guy this week. I, I mean, I had Derek Carr, actually, but you, you mentioned Derek Carr's ridiculous stat line, so I didn't really feel like I had to reiterate right. it. And I also had Kyle Pitts, but like we already talked about him yeah. as well, so no reason Also, actually, I'm going to throw a shout-out to Zach Ertz. Um, Zach, yeah. Zach Ertz became the first player in NFL history to score a touchdown for two separate teams back-to-back weeks. I saw that. Um, he also is an eight-year veteran in the NFL and had his longest career touchdown. He had his longest career reception and his longest career touchdown. Was that really yeah, on yeah. Sunday? That's uh, crazy. In his first game with the Cardinals, which is r- totally ridiculous when you think about it. Um, Considering he's you know eight year vet played in the Super Bowl whatever and it was a good catch too it was, it was Not a, that Kyler put it super off the mark but he had to reach for it no it, it like it wasn't a beautiful I mean like it was there to where only really he could get it right um, but yeah like it, it it certainly wasn't right in the hands right you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. like he had that he had to reach out over he, his right he shoulder he almost like jumped and cradled it yeah. sort of it was weird but yeah 
he that's so, that's just an awesome stat to see. And, yeah. and I saw the picture of him also at practice still wearing his Eagles yeah. wristbands because he was like fresh, straight out of Philly at that point. Well, he uh, after he scored, he threw his um, oh, I, I forget if it was like his towel or whatever, it was gloves or something. He like found this guy in the stands wearing the Eagles uh, uh, jersey, his his Eagles jersey, and gave it mm-hmm. to him out of like all the people there. That's awesome. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I if it wasn't obvious or if I hadn't said it, uh, I was at the Cardinals game, the Cardinals Texans game. Um, I'm gonna stop Jack here for a second. I just got a notification: JJ Watt likely out for a year. For a year? For a year. Undergoing surgery on injured shoulder. That's likely to end his year. You're kidding me. That's that's pretty huge for the Cards. That's brutal. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just oh wanted to report it as it came through. Oh my! Jack God. is doing some digging online <laughs> as we speak. I might need a second. Yeah, well, Jack did go to the Cards game with his uh, father oh, for his birthday this past Sunday. That is really, really tough. I'm pretty devastated right now. I'm not even gonna lie. And Chandler Jones, you said just came back from COVID. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I had to just send a text off to the, to the family. Let them know I'm devastated. Yeah, um, I mean, anyone would be. Uh, at any rate, I'm re- I'm gonna try and push through this one. Um, I was at the Cardinals game. Uh, what might be the last time I see JJ Watt on the field this year? Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty crazy to get down five nothing. Um, yeah, that was weird. Bizarre. Yeah, Kyler took a really ugly a series of really really ugly hits. Um. Which really wasn't like was actually really devastating to watch. I don't know what, like what was going on. Josh Jones did not play well. Um, the O line overall did not play well. Uh, he took a couple illegal shots. The safety was like to- was totally a face mask. There's a still shot of him getting like his neck cranked back. Um, but uh, yeah, I wish I could say what my dad just responded, but I definitely can't say that. <laughs> Have uh, to click the explicit <laughs> option on Apple Podcasts when we post it. Um, oh, okay, okay. Uh, I, I, I'm just seeing Ian Rappaport tweet. JJ Watt played the entire second half last week and now needs shoulder surgery, source said. The recovery is likely at least three months, which may not come out for the season. That's so horrible. So if you're a Cards fan, you just have to hope for a deep, deep playoff push. That is so Maybe horrible. Maybe get him back in there. Yeah. I'm sorry for all the text notifications. I, mean, I just got to sign those off. November, December, January. Yeah, I mean that's right, off, right about playoff time, so you can get him back. You can get him back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean which, no, you can get him back, but that's tough because he, uh, quite honestly, JJ Watt was probably one of the best defensive linemen in, in football right now. I'm, I'm not even uh, joking. Well, didn't that happen to Chandler Jones pretty recently as well? He was going <sighs> off and then he had injury well, like that. Chandler Jones last year uh, in second game, I on, it's all mushing in my head then the second game he tore his bicep and missed the essentially the entire season okay but which like i mean you just said i mean it was it was interesting last year because chandler jones missed the entire last season and our pass rush was phenomenal um, right but also that comes with an uh an asterisk because we had hassan reddick and hassan reddick played his best season of his career and he's top five in sacks right now in the nfl he's like six and a half sacks on the year he's balling for the panthers which sucks because it was like a one-year, eight million dollar deal. The Cardinals easily could have afforded. Well, but, don't, didn't you have a, a player kind of showing out right now as well? He has like, oh, Marcus Golden. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a he's a wily wily vet for the Cards. We've had him for a while. We drafted him, 
and then he took a took a uh, deal in New York uh, for the Giants. And then we traded back for him, uh, mm-hmm. and he's he, I mean he's like the the epitome of like a guy that you want on your team. Like just right. loves the Cardinals so much. Like gave an interview uh, right after he got traded and was like, I was going to retire if I had to keep playing in New York. Like I, I've always wanted to play for the Cardinals. Like oh, that's brutal for yeah. a New York fan here. Yeah, I mean like they suck. Like why would you want to play? Both them? both teams. Yeah, too. seriously. You don't even have one good team. What are the, did they have? Com- two, two combined wins. Uh, Jets. Oh yeah, no no no. The Jets got blown out by the Pats. Like blown out. Like Pats dropped. No no no. I meant. No, they have, they have three combined wins. Oh, right? oh you're they, talking about yeah, total yeah. record. Oh, I thought you were talking about this past Sunday. Giants have two wins, don't they? Uh, yes, they do. So three. Oh man, that's not pretty. Um, not pretty. So, so I'm pretty devastated. Um, not feeling good at all. But we should talk about the winner circle. We should we should talk about some winning teams yeah. rather than some losing teams. We should talk about the winner circle, and that's kind of I think that was pretty much just what I said to you, the winner circle, and I think that's kind of self-explanatory in the sense. Uh, I think we should just kind of spit spit uh, back and forth uh, the true the true like contending teams in the NFL. Like we can go NFC then AFC, but I'm like, and I'm I'm actually going to be like harsh in the sense that there's probably teams that are like, oh, like this team's you know like five and two, like they're a contender. Like I just don't see that team in the Super Bowl. No, I, you know I, what I mean. I did the same exact thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So you want to go AFC, NFC, or you want NFC, AFC? What, what do you want to I do? I think we should start NFC because the Cardinals are in the NFC and they're the best team in football right now. Second ranked defense. Yep. I mean, the offense is firing on all cylinders. Just added uh, uh, Ertz, like you had just mentioned. So, I mean, let's start there. You know a lot more about the Cardinals than I do, so why don't you take the lead on this one? Because I'm pretty sure they're on your list as well. Can't imagine you left them off. That did not leave them off. Yeah. Uh, I. I have the Cardinals as the best team in football still, uh, as you said, uh, best point differential in football. Um, I think that, I think that they're actually a good team. Um, I think that they're pretty deep, and pretty you know well built, all considered. Um, I would say that the corner is a little bit of room of concern, and the the linebacking, or I would say the linebackers have gotten a little uh, dinged up lately. So we'll we'll continue to monitor that, but. I'm super excited for tomorrow. I'm going to be there tomorrow for the Packers. Oh, game. you are going tomorrow. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, my brother comes into town tomorrow morning. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to be there tomorrow. That'll be a very interesting test for us. Uh, mm-hmm. Now we have no JJ Watt, which is horrible. Um, you know, I'm just going to say I imagine that guy is going to be back before three months because that guy is a fighter. Yeah, he's that type of person. Um, but at any rate, uh, I got the Cardinals in there. Mm-hmm. And also from the same division, I have the Rams there. I do have the Rams in there as well. I think the Rams are a really good team. Yeah, you got the Breakfast Club with Stafford and Cup, as yeah. we mentioned. Yeah, the Breakfast Club. <laughs> um, um, and they are eaten figuratively and literally. They're they're a good team. Like yeah. I, that's it is what it is. I mean, it they, sucks, but they, they are. Yeah, Stafford obviously was going to take them to a new level entirely. They don't even. I mean, Cup before this season wasn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call him a big name receiver, but with the addition of uh, Stafford, he's definitely become that. Yep. But I wouldn't say like on offense they have like big name like skills position players for the most part. Like that being the Rams. Yeah. Um, I think Tyler Higby's coming into his own. And I'm not saying that he's like some you know, right, elite right, offensive right. player. I think he's becoming a, a good tight end. Uh, well, yeah, I think they have good yeah. players, but just like. You know, no, yeah, one, I know what you mean. Before I, before this season, they didn't have one person that just like stood out. Then you're like, oh, wow. that's Julio. Yeah, or, yeah, like, yeah. You know, that's their guy. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I, I think they've had very good players in that building. 
Um, and I think Cooper Cup certainly is an elite wide receiver oh, at, yeah. the, at this moment in time. He's greedy. <laughs> he's he's high football IQ. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, he's fundamental. Like yeah. We should call him. Mr. Fundamental. It's like Tim Duncan. Uh, so, yeah, I got those two from the NFC West. And then I have from the NFC South, because I'm just looking up on ESPN, I got the Bucks. I do have the Bucks as well. Uh, you know, defending champions, I think that they... Cannot put them in there for that reason, yeah. I think they have the best coaching staff in the NFL. I think Tom Brady's the best quarterback in the NFL still, which is stupid to say. Leading passing yards by seven, but still at... 44 to be leading in passing yards that's wild he's throwing for like four touchdowns a game 600 touchdowns he met that mark on sunday too ridiculous oh i mean uh by the way like that guy got screwed over so bad who gave the ball back like i would not give the ball back well you see what he got though i would ask for so much more well that's what i think was it tom that said on the monday night uh broadcast that he should have held on to the ball so he could have had a little bit more leverage yeah i want to sweep for the rest of the seriously but i mean he doesn't he didn't even get season tickets for life that's the first thing I'm asking for that in is, addition to cash. True. Tom did give him a Bitcoin, though. Just like That's just, like 60 grand. That ball's yeah, worth like a like, million dollars. But, but like, Tom didn't need to do that, though. Yeah. Like, it's just a, a cool gesture, and he did get a lot of stuff, but I completely understand where you're coming from. I would not give that ball up. I would say, I would actually, you know what I would say? I would say season tickets for life will determine the fair value of the ball, and I'll give a discount because I'm not going to, I'm not just going to pillage, but I'm not giving the ball over. Tom Brady has to come get it from me at my house, and he has to hang out with me. Yeah, you know how many security guards would be coming with Tom if you said that? I don't even They'd care. They'd be coming strapped. He has to get it from me personally. I'm not bringing it to him, and I'm not giving it to the equipment manager. Well, okay. Does that mean after the game, or does that mean at your house? At, at my house at the time of his choosing. Whenever he wants the ball, he can come get it. I'll so be at you, home. you wouldn't allow him after the game to walk over to you? Oh, shit, no, yeah, shit. that's fine. That's okay, fine. Okay, 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 that's okay. fine, yeah. But he'd, but he'd have to understand that the agreement was in place in terms of I'd be getting compensated already. Right. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that we're, we're, you're, we're on tough. this. You're tough. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to throw one, the, the first laser of the, of the pod out because I'm going up, up uh, divisions. Okay. NFC North. I don't see a team in the Super Bowl. I didn't have a team from the NFC North in there. I don't see a team in the Super Bowl. Yeah. NFC East. I see the Cowboys in the NFC Championship. I do not see the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. See, I had the Cowboys on my my list, but I put a question mark next to their name. Because, I, like you said, I can see them going far. I don't know if I can see them beating out a Cards, a Rams, or a Bucks. I just don't know if I can. I don't see the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Right. I, I don't close my eyes and see it. I, I can't either. I just, I just I don't, don't see know. it. I don't know what it is about them. I know. What, what do you think it is? Mike McCarthy. And, okay, head coach. I mean, he's a Super Bowl winning coach, which is dumb to say. I mean, but how much of that was Aaron Rodgers? Right? Yeah, 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 but, you know. I just, I just don't. I like, I. It's one of those things, like you know, where like, like our our buddy Sammy, like we we've talked about this when we've seen like uh, watched NFL drafts together. Like, if you can like close your eyes and just like imagine that guy being like a winner. Like, can you close your eyes and like imagine that guy lifting a Super Bowl trophy? I, I can't close my eyes and imagine the Dallas Cowboys lifting the, the Super Bowl trophy. No, but if, if they want to win, they better do it now because Kellen Moore will be probably gone next yeah. season to be a head coach exactly. somewhere. And he's like the real genius behind their offense. Uh-oh. So no, I, Wait, it's not Mike McCarthy? No. <laughs> Are you surprised? Wait. No, but yeah. So, they, I mean, this is the time for them if they want to try to make a push, but I just don't see it like you were also saying. I agree. Uh, let's skip over to the AFC. I only have one team from the AFC. I put five total wow. teams, only one from the AFC. 
That's pretty awesome. Uh, I'm gonna uh, let's go AFC West. I didn't put the Raiders down. I can't see him. I can't. I see don't see the push. Raiders. I can't see the Chargers making a push either. I see the Chargers in the playoffs, but I think the Chargers are going to be the kind of team that loses in a pretty tough way. They're also you know young I mean? and pretty inexperienced. Yeah. I just see them losing in like a, a pretty rough way. That's mm-hmm. like, wow, we learned a lot. That was awesome. But like that sucks. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Uh, Chiefs. I'm not even. Dude, I swear, sucks. I'm not even going to comment. Like, I. I wanted to put them so bad, but I after can't. their lot, like two yeah. losses straight, right at this point, they look bad, terrible. Also, did you see what I sent in our fantasy chat? Uh, I saw this tweet, and like it literally, like it was like two in the morning when I saw it the the night before, and it like kept me up. I swear, it was <laughs> like until five a.m. thinking about this tweet. I saw this tweet, and it was like, remember what happened last time Mahomes got hurt week seven? I did see you send that, and I literally like. I was like, wait a second. And I typed in like Mahomes week seven injury and it was like it like popped up a twenty nineteen article and I was like, No. I was like, No. Please, please. I was like, No, please. And maybe we'll be looking at the because the Chiefs are also three and four, correct? Uh yeah, they are. So maybe we'll be looking at the Chiefs come week seventeen and they'll be I mean They could either be fighting for a playoff spot or they could have just ripped off ten in a row. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. So we we won't really know what to expect from them, but hopefully Pat Mahomes and the defense can kind of corral it back in. I'm going. I'm going to say that's not going to be the defense. I'm going to say it's going to be it's going to be the offense. <laughs> Definitely a, a fair bet. Uh, but AFC South don't see a team. Mm-hmm. I think the Titans are. That one's a weird one. Yeah. I, I just think they're kind of. It's like a facade for right now. But I think the we'll Titans see. are the best team in the division. But uh, I don't think that they're a Super Bowl team right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, AFC North. So the Ravens are interesting one i thought about putting them but i mean after their loss to the Bengals, it kind of just like made some stuff less clear about them i don't know they're a very back and forth team i feel like you lose to the raiders you lose to the um the Bengals, but then you blow out the chargers who are also considered a good team it's just very back and forth i so need consistency i guess that's fair uh i would say for me I think that the Ravens are a very, very good team, and no, I would pro- and I would probably right. throw them in there because I I just have that much respect for Lamar, mm. and I think that I would view them very differently if their team wasn't as beat up as it was. I understand. I.e., that. like Marcus Peters, all those running all backs, running backs are, are gone, no, are gone. Uh, and I think I might view them a little differently. No, oh, yeah, that's respectable. I didn't really take their injuries into account in that uh, that aspect. I guess I didn't really think about that. That's fair. But I, I, I could be, like, okay with them being a fringe and, and either in or not. But then for the AFC East, I just had the Bills. Obviously. No Jets? <laughs> with uh, their Joe Flacco coming in to take... Well, Flacco take coming into town is big. Well, he was there last year. So it's weird that he's going back. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that he was there last year. Yeah. Yeah, because he was playing yeah. for Darnold when Darnold was hurt. Yeah. And it was pretty abysmal. It was like Darnold was still playing. <laughs> So, we'll see how that goes. I don't know why you'd want to bring in him to kind of mentor. Well, I guess he has gone to a Super Bowl to mentor your young quarterback. So they, and they definitely needed some depth. I don't know why they didn't have anyone uh, to be behind uh, Wilson in that Wilson. aspect. It's just too unfortunate they didn't trade for Foles because trying to get rid of that guy. That, that would have been nice. Yeah. Let's, uh, to finish off our uh, NFL discussions before we jump into NBA. We have to do our picks as well. We're, yeah, we're going to do picks, mm-hmm. and I just want to share three interesting stats. 
that I that I. Uh, I also want to share one one more thing with you before okay. we close. Andy Reid, one and eight versus the Titans all time. Why didn't someone tell me that before this week? What I'm trying to think. Did they? Do you remember that playoff game? I think it was 2017 when Marcus Mariota threw that pass and it bounced off the defender. Yeah, and he caught it. Scored. Yeah. Did they win that game? The Titans. I think they did. I think they did. I yes. think they did too. Yes. That's wild to think about. Um, that's a very odd stat. There's there's also another stat that's kind of attached to it. Um, this past weekend, first time Chiefs have scored less than ten points with Patrick Mahomes. And they scored three, correct? Yep. That was yeah, that's wild too. That is very wild. Um, another one. Uh, Jalen Hurts is the first quarterback since 1950 with 30 plus rushing yards in each of his first 11 starts. I like Hurts actually. I do too. I don't know why he gets so much hate. He's, in, he's started 11 games. He's essentially a rookie quarterback. Yeah, I like him. I don't get it. He's, he's like seven games ahead of every other rookie, or five games ahead of every other rookie quarterback. Like, yeah. What's, and they keep talking about trading him and yeah. bringing in Watson, and I'm just like, dude. I don't get it. You I, may have the next Watson. I think he's objectively better than than all the other rookie quarterbacks right now, like this very second. And he's essentially one, yeah, in yeah. my opinion. I agree with you. I, it's hard to, I think, evaluate fairly. I don't know enough about the Eagles to be like is their offensive line good is it's it's kind of weird They're, they have like inconsistent well it, it seems like it's always beat up from the from oh, okay. the take I or, or at least from what I gather um, and it's it's weird because I think they're shopping like Andre Dillard a lot or at least that's what I always see um, being reported mm-hmm. and they just gave Jordan my lot of the bag um, he's an old rugby player have you ever seen Jordan my lot of he's I've, I've seen those highlights. so sick yeah. uh but I would yeah. never want to play rugby. No. Or uh, my last stat: uh, Jared Goff has lost a career high ten straight games, including playoffs, and <laughs> he is now zero and fourteen without Sean McVay. Uh, Forty-two and twenty with Sean McVay, zero and seven under Jeff Fisher, and zero and seven under Dan Campbell. Hmm. Zero and fourteen without Sean McVay. So he was a system quarterback. I would. Comfortably say so. Yeah, I would okay. very, very comfortably say so. No hesitation. So let's do our picks, and I'll kind of talk about what I want to talk about. So let's do it. Week eight, starting off Thursday night game that you're going to Packers at Cards. I got Cards. Probably. Um, two hot teams. I'll go Cards. I'm gonna go Packers. Not like, and I'm gonna regret that. Just, That's totally I, I fine. Want, I want to try to pick against you. I want to try to create some distance. Okay, Bengals at Jets. Bengals. Yeah, that's kind of a no-brainer. Watch the Jets win, though. I'll be so sad. Uh, Titans at Colts. I got Titans. I'm also taking Titans. They've won the first one, so that makes me think that the Colts probably win. And the Colts have kind of come into their own. Oh, by the way, uh, for started off hard, I should have mentioned Michael Pittman. He's oh, yeah, he had a great game in the rain, yeah, nonetheless, yeah. Yeah, and he's been balling this season. I think yeah. he's going to be a really good player in the NBA. I mean, in the, in the NBA. NBA. I'm watching he's NBA. Got, yeah, he's and, got the in the, NFL, in the NBA. Uh, in the NFL. Um, but, yeah, by the way, I just had to say that. Um, Rams at Texans. Rams at Texans. Rams. Yeah, Rams. Had to think about that. Steelers at Browns. Ooh, that's not a fun game to pick. I don't know if would Case Keenum still be playing. That's a good question. Let me look that up. Is Baker cleared? I haven't really seen anything about that. Says it's absolutely possible he could play. That's what he said. 
10 hours ago. Um, Me personally, I'm still taking Steelers. Yeah, I'll take the Steelers. Why not? Uh, Eagles at Lions. Uh, That's tough. A lot of people are picking the Lions, but I think the Eagles are the better team. I'm also going to run with the Eagles. I thought about Lions for like a split second there. Uh, Niners at Bears. I'm penciling in the Bears on this one. Uh, I, I, I like the Bears. In Chicago. It's, it's going to be a tough game. I think the, the Niners pass rush will get tough. They're to, very similar teams. Like, yeah, the Niners pass rush will probably bother Fields, but well, I like the Bears. Uh, Panthers at Falcons. Falcons. I was also going to say Falcons. Um, Dolphins at Bills. Uh, Bills. I wrote it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if there was any other answer, I would have been worried. Uh, Pats at Chargers. Chargers. I'm also going Chargers. Uh, Jags at Seahawks. 1-5 at 2-5. and five. That's really not a pretty game. Not a pretty game. I think Seahawks are going to win, though. I'm going to take the Jags. Wow. For their second win. That's a pretty psycho pick, but Urban I'm going to take it. digging out of his hole? Dig- filling it back up? Urban's going to di- dig a win out of his hole. Yeah. No, out of, out of someone else. Out of, out of a middle-aged woman. <laughs> uh, Washington at uh, the Broncos. Uh, Washington Dude, at the that's Broncos. A that's an ugly game. Let me get the Washington. I was going to take the football team as well. But I feel like that, I feel like the Broncos probably win that game. So do you want Broncos? No, I'm going to take Washington. Okay. I'm going to okay. stick with my gut. Uh, Bucks at Saints. Bucks at Saints. Bucks. I'm going Buckaroos too. Can um, Cowboys at Vikings. Uh, ooh, that's a tough one. I feel like the Cowboys is the square pick there. And I feel like the Vikings. I'm going to go Vikings. Okay, I'm going to go Cowboys. And then the last game, Monday night, Giants at Chiefs. <laughs> I, the Chiefs, Chiefs have to win Chiefs this one, right? They have yeah. to. Wait, was it, was it Cowboys at was it Cowboys Vikings? Cowboys, Cowboys at, at Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Vikings still. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So those are our picks. Dude, um, I am so sad. By the way, about this JJ Watt thing. Yeah, I would be depressed too if it was like Mack rolls reverse, even though he might be going on IR. Oh, uh, I just saw a. All right, never mind. I'm back. 2019 JJ Watt tore his pec in Houston and was re- reported to be out for the season. Returned to play in the playoffs. Oh yeah, he'll be back. All right, I'm good. We're good. So, can we just get Fletcher Cox though? Maybe a little trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we're talking. Um. So I saw this thing on Twitter the other day. So do you know about the 2013 Alabama running back core? Is this uh? Do you know who comprised it or what? Who was made up of? Is Derrick Henry a freshman at this time? Or am I? I don't know I his his uh class but i know he, he's in here he's in here okay so it's yeah. derrick henry i always get this messed up because it's not this isn't the Kenyon drake one is it Kenyon drake is in this class too oh derrick he henry, is Kenyon drake. drake is it tj yeldon tj yeldon do you know who the fourth one is this one's like you wouldn't really expect it because he played for another school after this and that's i feel is he successful NFL player? Oh yes, very successful. <laughs> you got me tripping. For some reason, I want to say Leonard Fournette, but I know that's not it. Alvin Kamara. 
Oh, yeah, I should have known that. How insane is that? That is though? very crazy. I feel like I've seen this, like, this tweet before. Yeah, I saw the picture yeah. of it, and I just I actually couldn't believe it, so I looked it up for myself. And then I started looking at that roster, and there were so many, like, big names on that roster, which, I mean, t- I just added two to include them. Amari Cooper and Eddie Jackson were also on that team. That's so ridiculous. Which is, like, crazy to think that a roster could be like that. And it made me think, Jack and I were talking the other night, there's this picture that I saw on Twitter of an all-star AAU team where every single player on the team went to the NBA. Yep. It was actually the most insane picture, and I'm going to pull it up really quick. <clears throat> that was ridiculous. And this will transition us to our NBA talk because we need to start getting into that as the season's uh, picking up. But the team was comprised of Harry Giles, <clears throat> uh, Trey Young, Malik Monk, Mo Bamba, Jason Tatum, uh, De'Aaron Fox, Miles Bridges, Jonathan Isaac, uh, Wendell Carter, Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah, yeah, Wendell Carter Jr. I don't know why I just said that. And there's one other player, and I haven't figured out who it is, but he plays for the T Wolves. And I, I just I can't figure it out. Also, Gary Trent Jr. I don't know if I said that one. But I've, I mean, just an insane roster. That is really, really insane. I remember we were talking about that. We were talking about that. We were just mind blown about that. That even was allowed. That's so ridiculous. Can you actually. imagine like getting out of geometry in six period, then going home, getting a snack, and then being like, okay, your AAU game. I guess it would have been over summer, so this doesn't really make sense. But uh, just no. keep, keep anyways, following the no. train. Yeah. Just, anyways, no, I would not like. Would not be about that. I mean, it, we we played a. I remember our first day of summer, we got we were playing in a tournament after our freshman year of high school. Our first day of summer, we're playing in a tournament, which is just like you want to like you know enjoy your summer, like play video games, oh, blah yeah. blah blah. Uh, Troy Brown is uh, in layup lines. Um, it is a you know gold medal team USA uh, long sleeve warming up. Right, and we yeah. so at this time we're gonna be sophomores. Yeah, he's gonna be a junior. But yep. we were technically going to be on the JV team, and they put us in a varsity tournament yeah. to better ourselves, yeah. I guess. We're go- we're going to be sophomores. He's going to the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's just kind of like, yeah, all right. But um, yeah, that, uh, it was never fun playing against Troy because it just kind of gave you up close look of like what an NBA player was, and just like his athletic ability and his pa- especially his passing. I don't his know why that always just like had me so shocked. Like, when he'd throw a pass, it would get there so quick and with such force that you just, like, you definitely wouldn't want to stick a hand in the passing lane because you'd break a finger. That, that guy was a ridiculous passer. But, um... Probably his best quality. Yeah. So, NBA, officially one weekend at this point. Uh, I mean, a lot of stuff has happened. There's a clip of LeBron chirping at Cameron Payne, telling him to be humble. I don't know if you saw that. That was pretty funny. That was. And- uh and it's Cantor calling out Nike, LeBron, and MJ. That that stuff's pretty crazy. I've I've been reading about that. That's I was kind of confused why he just like tossed in LeBron and MJ at the end of that. I think it's more about uh, like raising awareness and how like those people such those people like profit so much off of China's market and they're like kind of in a sense like quote unquote owned by China mm-hmm. and like would never like go against them. No, I completely get that. But I don't know, it's pretty brave stuff. So Yeah. Good. And then the last thing I want to mention, there was a clip of uh some Mitchell on Mitchell violence. Some uh Davian Mitchell and Donovan Mitchell. I did not he, see this. He locked him up. Oh, I think really? they got in a little scuffle afterwards. Ooh. But it was it was pretty it was pretty great. It was, I like that uh, matchup they were playing against each other. It's kinda of funny. I like that. I actually didn't see that. I wish I did. 
But so, yeah, a lot of stuff's happened. Uh, well, just to recap, in a week, of course, like NBA games, you get like ten of them a day. It seems it's like. overwhelming, uh, especially with football still going on. It's overwhelming. You're you're watching games. Like we have we have a game on right now. We got Portland Memphis on about to be halftime. Yeah, it's, um, it's impossible to watch them all. You can have four yeah. up at the same time. There's just no way you're gonna be able to consume all of it, and uh, it's like constant. Yeah, after those four are over, you get another four. So it's just yeah. like. And for the first three weeks, you're like, oh, that guy's here. Oh, that right. guy's there. Trying to just oh, take who's, a note. Yeah, who's that guy? Like, all that stuff. But we should uh, we should just get right right into to our, uh, our what do we have, two segments? To, to we run have over? two quick segments today yeah, about to, the NBA. To run over the NBA. I think it's it's probably, uh, I mean, what are we, eight days in? 12 I think seven today. So seven, okay. I think it started because on our last pod, didn't we watch the Lakers and the Nets yep. play right after that? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, so we should do what do we have? Top ten power. Top okay. 10 power yeah, rankings? we can stop with uh, our like NBA updated top ten power rankings after yeah. like literally four games have been played. So it's hard. Teams are still trying to find their identities. So it's yeah, like, I uh, I kind of I mean. Just to, to piggyback off that, I kind of made some some notes, and then we were watching games right before recording this, and I'm like, oh, well, that team that I just wrote this very nice thing about, just totally Absolutely. disappointed. Yeah. So, honestly, I'm not really going to sweat over perfecting the order. I'm, I think I'm going to, the way I lay it out, just get the general idea of, like, if they're near the top, I view them as a very like good team. Right. And if, once they start getting towards the bottom, it could be anything. You no, know okay, I mean? that's fair. So, should we? How should we do it? Just say your ten. I'll say my ten, and we'll talk about it. Or do you want to say your ten and then talk about it? And want to just go one? Okay. Down. Who's your, I mean, who'd you have as one? I have bucks. I have the bucks too. Okay. By the way, huge fan of the Grayson Allen edition. You like it? I, I like it. He's shooting the ball well. I I, I mean I like. It. I think that they need they need shooters and they need someone that can also handle the ball at times. And I'm a fan of it. And I mean, Giannis shooting seventy three percent from the line right now, which is. 28 his 2018 numbers and he was in the 60s his last two years i just think they're playing confident i mean they lost just just now which sucks because i just had him at one and we just watched that happen when they got blown up by the heat which is weird yeah that that was but but you know why i think they got blown up by the heat because they gave up too much in that grayson allen trade that trade they gave up sam mero <laughs> <laughs> we have an ongoing inside joke we have a friend of ours named liam who loves everything utah state and sam Merrill's like the Utah State post, uh, poster boy for basketball, so it, 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 we just always make jokes about him. But yeah, so continue. So the Bucks, number one, I think just when you have Giannis, I mean, they just won the chip. You gotta have to respect that. Kind of like what I was saying about the Bucks, they have to be on the list at least somewhere. Totally and like agree. You said they're at the top. Maybe they're not one, but they're at the top. I, I think we, they're the best team in the NBA. Yeah, I think they're the best team in the NBA. Who's your two? I have Nets. I have Warriors. Wow, so I, I like that. I, Don't I, even have Clay. I like that. I, I see. I, I mean, the Warriors have beaten the Lakers and the Clippers, um, and they do have a good game against the Grizzlies, which I believe is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had them a little bit lower, but I like that. I like. That. I'm not mad with that. I think the Warriors look very good, and I think that they're deep for the first time since they've had this this band together. Well, yeah. Something I noticed too is like even like the young role players are playing pretty efficiently yeah. like Jordan Poole Jordan he's Poole into his own he's looking like Splash Brother Jordan Poole is like is he the next Jordan Clarkson I mean like is Could he be. is he he's he he better some really freaky tats on his yeah. shoulders that you can stare at while he shoots free throws yeah, seriously but but he's shooting the ball so nice like I he's I, confident I, I really like that that piece for that team mm-hmm. so I, I agree. agree 
My uh, wait, who did you have? I had two. Okay, I had Nets too. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. We can talk about that. I have Nets. I have Nets at five. Oh, okay. So I had I had Warriors at seven. Okay. But I mean, like my like I said, like my I have twelve teams written down, and I kind of like. Oh, so you had two notable mentions then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I kind of had it all over the place, but I had so I have Bucks one, Nets two. My third team was the Jazz. I have the Jazz at three as well. Okay, I, I think th- they played one less game than everybody else as of right now. They're three now, right? Mm-hmm, I think so. Unless they're playing tonight, but I don't believe they do. Unless I'm wrong, but I, the thing about the Jazz, is I think they know who they are, and I think that they're extremely motivated after last year. I think that was a, a very gross way to 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 exit the playoffs. The only problem is that's what people were saying last year when they yeah. lost to Denver. Very true. Um, Very and true. I feel like they kind of have this recurring theme where they look really good and they get to the playoffs and then totally you know, agree. real ball starts. To- totally agree. And, and that right there is if we were talking about if we were talking about the winner circle for the NBA, like we just did NFL. I don't think the Jazz. Would I wouldn't either. have. I wouldn't have the Jazz as a, as a uh, as a team that I think is going to win the title. I completely agree. With you. Yeah. Uh, but by the way, Conley is shooting the three really well. Yeah. I think he's shooting forty percent from the three point line, which is. Pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty nice. So, who was your... You had Jazz 3 as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, my 4 is Hawks. I have the Heat at 4. I like that. I have have the Heat at 8. Okay. Right below the Warriors. Okay. Um, So, I have Hawks at 4. Cavs snagged a game from them, I think, like a couple nights ago. But the thing about the Hawks is, like... First of all, I think that they have all the confidence in the world to play any team any given night after Mm -hmm. what they did last year. So I don't think that's ever going to be an issue for them. Cam Reddish is playing really well. Um, he has come into his own. He has. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they, they, they're playing. Or no, they just won. They, yeah, they, they, we just yeah, saw him win against the Pelicans. Um, yeah, I, I like the Hawks, honestly. I like this team a lot. I'm very excited to watch them. Me personally, the only reason why I don't have them on my top ten list, I'm just – I feel like last year, although it was a fun run, it might have been a fluke almost, and they're just so young. That's why I it like just kind of yeah you like you like the youth factor. I think they're young and I think they all really like each other and I think that they play well together. I understand that, but I, my my personal view is when you have a whole bunch of young players, you get a lot more mistakes. Yeah, than you to- usually would. totally agree. So that's what like I don't think that by the end of the season they'll be back to where they were just because like the three seed or something. Right. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. That's I, just me. That's fair. I mean, who who'd you have it for? I had the Heat. The Heat. Okay. The addition of. Uh, Kyle Lowry just kind of puts him over the top, I think. I think Bam's coming to his own. Tyler Hero's been playing absolutely insane the first couple uh, games off the bench. So I think that's a very good sign for them, especially because he had a little bit of a slump. Um, Last year was weird. Yeah. But Uh uh, I think they're a good team. Like we said earlier, they blew out the Bucks. So I think, I mean, that goes to show something. But they also did take a loss. I don't remember to who. Um, But, I mean, it's hard to track that stuff. Everyone plays everybody. But... Yeah, so I have them at my four spot. Okay, I got so just to reiterate, I got Bucks one, Nets two, Jazz three, Hawks four. I have Lakers five. Uh, I have Lakers at six. Okay, so the thing about the Lakers, I, I think they're still figuring out who they are, um, and I would say that the early injuries with LeBron and like AD kind of being banged up. I mean, he's he's playing through it. He's played the last two games. I'd say it's still a little bit of a concern when you have a, an older team like that. You know what I mean? Right. I don't. I don't think that. I mean, they are an old team, so mm-hmm. um, I just I'm not certainly don't think that they're uh, they're not like a uh, competing team. I just think that they're going to need some time to figure out 
the spacing, the rotations, uh, all this kind of stuff. And I think that they all need to buy into. And I don't, I don't know if it's all necessarily there yet. You know, I feel like they're bought in. Um, I think, but like you were saying, I think it's just it's just about like, I think we had talked about this earlier off the recording, but uh, like thirteen of their players are like new guys or like 12 players are like they, they're only returning new. three players right from last year THT LeBron and AD, AD. so like you're bound to have some chemistry yeah. issues right off the bat 100%. so and this is kind of like you've seen this on like the Cavs with with LeBron and uh the Heat teams too it kind of just takes a second but once it once it clicks it's it's pretty lethal and I think they'll figure it out I think they will too I just I mean I think it's probably like you're, you're trying to like uh teach an old dog like new tricks when you say like when i say like russ just needs to get more engaged off the ball like he's such a tremendous athlete there's no reason he shouldn't have 10 back cuts to the basket every game for a wide open layup right with a pass like lebron yeah i mean and and his defensive effort too i just think like sometimes he gets caught staring at the ball and he's staring at the play and he's losing his man or he's trying to make the play too aggressive Mm -hmm. um and if it's not going to be Russ because that's just that's not what he's going to do because because that's not the player he is, then they're going to need one of these new guys, one of these younger guys, whether you know Malik Monk or you know someone like that. That's a rotation player even to come in and and do all that kind of gritty stuff. Or even if it's multiple players who who specialize in that stuff, it's just that they're they're going from such an active, move around off ball, great defensive team like an, a different identity in one season mm-hmm. so like I just I, I want to see them get that under you know what I mean I want to see them get that figured out yeah and like like you had mentioned with the injuries like LeBron's out THT's out you have THT um, hasn't even played right no Ellington yeah. hasn't played Ariza exactly. hasn't played yeah. and uh, Kendrick Nunn hadn't, hasn't even played yet yeah. so those four haven't even played then you have LeBron who played two games one, yeah like one, one we know he played two yeah, yeah he two. got hurt he finished like, the yeah, second yeah, one yeah, out but he got hurt at the end so I mean you got a lot of guys that are going to actually be maybe even starters. Like they were saying, like Ellington might start for them rather than like Baysmore yeah. or someone like that. So we'll see what happens. I just don't think they really have an identity yet. But once they figure it out, they'll get it rolling. I'm pretty sure. Like you just have to expect that'll happen with three or no, they have what six potential Hall of Famers on their team Dwight, AD, Dwight, Ron, AD, Braun, Russ, Russ Mello, and Rondo. Six, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Rondo went to the locker room. That looked really oh, weird. Oh, really? Did he did? Yeah, I he didn't like, see it. He like buckled his knee really weird today. That's unfortunate. Hopefully he's fine. But, I mean, they have a influx of, or like a, a great amount of guards, so I don't think it'll be... Oh, wow, Russ had a quad du- uh, the quadruple dub. double Jeez. with 10 turnovers. Um, we're just looking at the game is on Jack's TV right now. Just kind of some recaps of the games that are going on while we're at half at Grizzlies, Trailblazers. Um but for my five, to keep it moving, I had the Nets at five. Uh, have them behind the Heat. I just switched that just because I watched the Heat beat them. And, like, they kind of looked a little... Like, obviously, you can't judge it off one game, but this is, like, super early power rankings, so... I would agree. Um, I still... I I mean, I had the Nets at two. I just think that the, the talent is oh, so immense. absolutely. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that Kyrie can't play because then they'd be even more so, you know? But um, I have them there just because they've lost a couple games that arguably could have won tonight and even the first game against the Bucks, like they were in agree. that and they got down big and then came back and then you know I think that they're also I mean that I think that's going to be kind of the same story they're just going to have to figure out how, oh. how they're going to you know get this, this ship moving and once they do they're going to start 
rolling through teams. Well, the good thing for them, too, is they do have some built-in chemistry already with, like, Harden and uh, KD, but Bruce they Brown. do have, yeah, yeah, all those guys that are returning, but they do have new pieces. Like, LaMarcus Aldridge came back, and he had only played, like, a month with them, maybe. Yeah. He's looking pretty solid. Yeah, and Millsap is there, too. Yeah. So, it'll it'll be some of the same stuff. I like that. Wait, so we were at six, right? Yeah, I, okay. we just did five, and then six I had Lakers, so we don't need to talk about that for me. Got you. I have Suns at six. Okay, I don't have the Suns on my list. I think, look, the Blazers' loss was pretty bad after the Blazers go and get trampled by the Clippers last night. But for me with the Suns, that I I gave them the respect is I think they, they know who they are, and like they have that formula in front of mm-hmm. them in terms of how that they're going to play winning basketball. Uh, you know whether they got extremely lucky with like you know breaks in their in their title or their championship appearance run. Um, I think that with them, at least I know that they know their identity and they're going to come in every night and know who they are and, and who's what. And mm-hmm. I, I like their pieces. That like, team is basically the same too, right? It's, it's the exact same team realistically. Right. So, I, like we've been talking about for the past two teams, yeah. chemistry and yeah. it's there, and they'll know. Well, each other actually, like it's, it's no Tory Craig and Landry Shamit's in, right? Isn't that the? Are those the two differences? I know Craig left. Is Shamit there? Yeah. Okay, then that's probably. Well, didn't they pay Landry Shamit and they still haven't paid Aiden? Uh, oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you're right. That's ridiculous. But I mean, that whole story of the owner of the yeah. Suns. Oh yeah, yeah. Him. That's going to be interesting. Be if a that, huge. If thing. there's some legitimacy to that. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, seven. I have the Nuggets. Okay. Wow. So I, I actually, I. I had the Nuggets off. Okay, um, I love the Nuggets, but and I, they very well could, but could be one of the uh, the team, one of the the better teams in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. I would just say that no uh, Jamal Murray, now no Jokic sucks. Jokic is out now. What do you did he roll his ankle or like they what, said ankle sprain? Or? It was like a uh, ankle contusion, so like gotcha. a deep bruise, I think. But and then they did some tests and he was fine, I think. But Michael Porter Jr. has not looked good, and they just racked him out they i don't even know why of, they paid him a lot of money he yeah. has not looked good yeah. um so I, I i'm a little kind of down on the uh the nuggets personally but i think i like jamal murray though a lot and and yoga jobby mm-hmm. um my seven was warriors we already talked about them okay uh hoosiers uh my eight is the sixers okay. got the joel drummond duo in the uh the front court, yeah. and then so I have I have Sixers at ten. Okay, so they are on your list. Yeah, I have Sixers at ten, but but they're kind of weird. I think they're more exciting to watch now because I just don't like Ben Simmons well, after yeah, all I this mean, after all this like charades or whatever. Uh, I just think they're more fun to watch in that sense. You don't have to worry about some missed free throws. Yeah, and just some like past empty space. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah. I agree. I th- I th- Embiid's amazing. Yeah, oh yeah. I just not so sure how great the surrounding cast is in the sense of pulling them in the most meaningful time in the, in the most meaningful games when maybe Embiid is either tired or struggling, struggling, foul trouble, beat up or right. whatever it may be. That that's my only re- reservation with them. I would say. I completely understand that. Um, Who's your eight? My eight was the Heat. Okay, that's right. That's yeah, right. And we kind of talked about them. They so, had a they had a really big Bucks win, like you mentioned. And right. They, they just they just beat the Bucks again. No, they just. Beat I mean, the Nets. yeah. I'm sorry, the yeah. Nets. Yeah. So uh, two big uh, Eastern yeah. Conference foes down. So. And as we said, Heroes played really well. Right. L- Lowry has not yet, so I would say all eyes are on Lowry. Right. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how how uh, 
they play moving forward and how big of a role Lowry has in their success. You know what I mean? Right. If he's a scorer, more like a distributor. Or yeah, if he's just the glue guy. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, nine. I had Bulls. Okay, I have Bulls at eleven. Oh, okay, so I I mean I had them down. They started off four and zero, played some decent teams. I wouldn't really call anyone that they beat great. I said the means. same thing. I said I don't feel like they faced a test. But four and zero nonetheless. They, they play the Knicks though tomorrow. I think. Okay, I have the Knicks at ten. Just while we're talking about them, so back to back. But I just think that they've looked really exciting. All their young pieces, their new pieces, Caruso, uh, Lonzo. You got. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, DeRozan. De, yeah, DeRozan, who's the... I know he got there last year from the Magic. Oh, and, uh, Vucevic. Vucevic. Yeah, I, Vucevic. I, yeah, I couldn't think of his name for whatever reason. But yeah, so I think those pieces, it's going to be really interesting to see how they play because it's an it's a odd mix of veterans and younger guys. So it could work. I don't think they'll end up making a deep playoff push at all, but I think they're an interesting team. Yeah, I like Lonzo a lot too. Oh, yeah. So I think it's gonna, it'll mm-hmm. be fun to watch them play. Uh yeah. And I had Hornets at nine. Okay. Uh, I think they had a ba- pretty bad overtime loss against the Celtics, which kind of sucks because it seemed like they were on the tr- uh, path to win that game, and I think that they would be 4-0 if they had. Mm-hmm. Um, just didn't take care of the ball in the last 30 seconds. But I love the way they're playing, and I love right. watching them on a night-to-night basis because their announcers are the best in so, sports history. Just to get excited over yeah. the simplest things. But uh, So I got Hornets at nine. Uh, like I said, I had Sixers at ten. Um, and then I have Bulls 11, and then for 12, I couldn't really decide between the Mavericks or the Grizzlies. Okay, so I was thinking about the Grizz and the Mavs, too. Grizz are we- or the Mavs are a weird team. Luka's been struggling a little bit early. And KP's and he, bad. Dude, I've been saying for, what, two years now? they got to ship him off somewhere and get something in return, but... Anything. Literally anything. anything. Second-round pick. Anything, um, bro. Dude, so, not to cut you off. No, you're good. One of the I just have these stats written down. Bottom five and three point percentage. I believe they're twenty sixth, so I think that they're fifth worst, and they're 29th in field goal percentage overall in the NBA. Yeah, that's not going to win you games. <laughs> exactly. Especially against like like the teams that we mentioned. They're in the West, Jazz, the Lakers, the Nuggets. The West <clears> is tough. <throat> yeah, Warriors. It's just not going to happen if you can't outshoot a team like the Warriors. You're not going to beat them. Yeah. Steph Curry's gonna put up thirty on you, like he's gonna put up thirty on everybody. So if you're not able to overcome that, I would agree. I I think that I'm curious to see how uh, the Mavericks look in the coming years because insane talent with Luca, but let's Gotta see if they can. Them. Yeah, let's see if they can get these pieces around him right because I think that they hit on the uh, Hardaway piece, and I think that Dorian Finney-Smith is a really nice like underrated player in the league, but I think that they gotta start. I mean, like the it, it all started with the Seth Curry move. It seemed like that just they can't they can't like f- complete this roster around them. You know what I mean? Right. And they should have made more moves this off season. But they they were like all in on Kyle Lowry. That's wasn't that their whole thing? I think so. They're I mean they're one of those teams that's all in on like a whole bunch of players. Yeah. But then they can never like get people to come to Dallas, so they can never convince uh, players, which is weird because I'd want to play with Luca. I mean, I would love to play with Luca. But, but I, I think I think they just got to move on from KP. They got to <laughs> give up on that dream that you know like he'll be the next like. Dirk or whatever whatever they're thinking, you gotta get rid of him. That's very fair. What's uh let's segue into our last thing we have planned. I think it's a pretty natural progression because we, we talked about a lot of uh, we have actually, before we do that, let's talk about the Grizzlies. Because we, we kinda we mm-hmm. said Mavericks Grizzlies and we didn't talk about them. Mm-hmm. Uh Grizzlies 
Did they, they're playing right now. Playing right now against yeah, the Trailblazers. They're playing right now. Coming into this game, uh, third best three point percentage in the league and the best free throw percentage in the league right now. Uh, Jaw looks unbelievable. Oh yeah, he's averaging what thirty five a game. He's so, averaging yeah thirty five points. I mean, I love it. Like I, I think Jaw is the coolest dude. Yeah, he's super cool, and he's on my uh, our next, next segment. segment. Yeah, because he's just he's having an insane season. Definitely looking like the best player from that draft class three years ago. That's I mean, Zion is out, and Zion but looks insane when he does play. But I love Ja. Like I'm, I whispered it, but Ja's better than Zion. Like, oh, saying it out loud. Like I mean, Ja. I mean, also Zion is twenty years old, so I'm gonna give him. I mean, he's younger than me, uh, which is stupid, but. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but I just wanted to to shout out John Morant because I think he's is it Morant? Morant, I Morant. Think, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know his name. I'm gassing him up. Either way, <laughs> either way, he's he's incredible. Let's let's natural transition into our top five under twenty five. Pretty self explanatory. Uh, we kind of just compiled a list of under twenty five players. I did not include twenty five year olds. Um. Sam and I kind of had a different approach, it seems like, when right. we talked about it. Uh, I, I sort of just started listing all the players I could under 25 and then threw them into an order. Um, Sam, why don't you explain how you did it, and then let's just kind of go about it. Yeah, so basically how I did it was I just based off based my players on what I've seen so far this season, so it may not accurately reflect who I truly believe are the best players, per se. In terms just, of ultimately, like who's ultimately the best player? Right, yeah, yeah. just so far this season. And yeah. also, I did it in a, a very odd way. So basically what I did was I picked a player, like one player from the rookie class, the second-year class, the third-year class, and so on until I got to my five. So I do have my five, but I just went about it in a very roundabout yeah. way, I guess. Yeah, I think that also just to comment on it, we both have talked about this in our our uh, you know workings with this podcast. It's a lot harder than you think to really oh lists are like, terrible list and also compare because I mean the quote is like you know comparisons the thievery of joy, but like still you know you get you even trying to try to uh, list ten NBA teams. And you you think you have it, and then you forget that one team, and you're like, oh my god, like this well, destroys the whole list. Perfect example is me with uh, Dame. Yeah, Just when completely we did, forgetting to put I did, Dame on the list. See, me with Kyrie. Yeah, it was exactly. the same thing. Like, I mean, maybe I was right for keeping Kyrie. Yeah. because <laughs> he's not even in the NBA. That's, that's true. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, still, I just to, I mean. At home, go it's about tough. it. Try, try and list your top 10 power-ranked NBA teams in your top 525 and, like, genuinely put thought into it. And trust me, you'll be, you'll be stumbling. Yeah, I guarantee you can't do it under 20 minutes. Both of those Yeah, together. seriously. No dude. way. I was... Yeah, exactly. There's but just no way. Let's go about it. Let's okay. do it. Do you want to start us off? Yeah, I, I kind of... So, I'm horrible at this. I can never cap it at five. So, I, I actually have 12 guys. But I technically have uh, eight. Okay. I think or seven. So I have a true top five that I tried to put in order, and then everything other than that I'm just gonna list. Okay. You want me to just do it? Yeah, go for it. So I have Luca one, and he is 22 years old. By mm-hmm. the way, uh, I have Trey Young two, and he. Oh, I'm sorry, I messed that up. I have Luca one, he's 22. I have Jason Tatum two, and he's 23. Mm-hmm. I have Trey Young three, and he's 23. I have Devin Booker at four, and he's okay. 24. And I have Jaw at five, and he's twenty-two. The other players that I put on my list, 
but had right at, that I just listed were Zion at 20, mm. SGA at 23, Brandon Ingram at 24. Great what? year. Great year. LaMelo Ball at 20, Anthony Edwards at 20, Bam Adebayo at 24, and DeAndre Aiden at 23. So you really couldn't pick. I genuinely, like, it's past tough. five, it's I, like, tough. I actually just listed these guys, and I tried to put them in order, and I, like, I was like, who do I even start with? No, I think that's why I went about it the way I did, because I could just pick one from each, like, class, yeah. you know? It was just that made it that much easier, and I didn't have to, like, really order them in that sense. I was just mm-hmm. picking one from each class and going like that, so. And that's what, and I was like, okay, I have LaMelo Ball here, who's so exciting and fun, like, this guy could be insane for years to come, but I have Bam Adebayo, who's been in the league for what four years, mm-hmm. and, and like has been doing it. You know what I mean? Right. It's like how the how the hell do I do that? You can't really compare. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, yeah, it's tough. But anyways, where, how'd you do it? So I mean, kind of like what I said, take this with a grain of salt because I don't think it accurately reflects who I think are the best players. It's just like who I think have played the best so far. Yeah. This season. So. Okay, so for the rookie class, I had two tied. Because Ooh. I thought it was pretty difficult to choose. What is this, Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell, Rookie of the Year? You know, we got ties? It, dude, it was tough. It was tough because they both had uh, varying statistics in different categories. So it was hard to pick. And one of them happens to be 24, and he's a rookie. Chris Duarte. Chris Duarte is so good. Having a great season. So it's funny because right before you came over, and I was reading my list to Sammy because I was thinking out loud. And I was like, have you watched Chris Duarte? I was like, this guy's almost 25, and he's a rookie. This guy's insane. Yeah, he's playing, like, you don't expect to see highlights from the Pacers very often, and especially from a 24-year-old rookie. Yeah. That's almost like a Brandon Whedon situation. So he comes in being, like, 28 already as a rookie. High IQ reference. Yeah. High IQ reference. So. Sorry if the audio sounded weird, by the way, guys. I I had to change positions. (laughs) But, so I had him tied with Mobley. Evan Mobley. I gave the edge to Mobley eventually, so he is my pick for the rookie class. Loving Mobley this year, though. Um, and then we'll dive into all these players after, but I'll just list them. And then S- sneaky jab, Jalen Green. Let's let's talk about that stat by the way after this. Let's yeah, get, absolutely. Yeah. So get into the second year class. Another toss up: Anthony Edwards and Lamelo Ball, both having insane years already this year. Um, That's tough. I mean, I'm taking Lamelo personally. I, I edged out Edwards for Melo in this situation, just based off statistics and how they've been playing. But also, Anthony, team's been winning. So. Anthony Edwards is so good, dude. So athletic. He's so and he's maybe the most perfect guy for media ever. Oh yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's he's such a clown. And just, it's so funny that he's in a market like Minnesota. It just like doesn't really make sense, but it's awesome. They needed it, I guess. Um, so for my uh, third year players, I. I mean, surprise, surprise, took jaw. I don't think there's any discrepancy there, especially with Zion being out. I mean, no one else is really going to compare. Fourth year, Luca, having a rough year this year so far, but, I mean, still the best statistically in that category. Maybe, I mean, it was close with Trey, but I edged edged Trey out with four Luca. Just, I mean. I mean, you're building around Luca over all those guys, right? Absolutely, yeah. And then I think this player is actually a six-year player i could be wrong um but i chose jalen brown because he's having a pretty insane year he, for the celtics yeah, he too. is 25 i almost put him on my list right oh he is 25 i yeah. thought he was 24 but yeah. either way because tatum's 24 and he's 25 oh okay but yet jalen brown got drafted very young out of cal super young and he's he's been going off but anyways so let's dive into these players kind of just give our reasonings for yeah. him uh jack let's 
have you start us off for your first pick? I mean, Luca. I don't think needs much explanation, uh, and I would say the same about Jason Tatum and Trey Young, uh, and you know Devin Booker as well. That my top four, uh, Luca. I think is certainly. I mean, if I'm a GM and I have to pick one of these guys, like Luca's my first choice of who I'm building around. Uh, I think that he's, you know, transcending talent or transcendent was whatever the word is. Uh, Jason Tatum, phenomenal. Uh, the thing about Tatum, I think he kind of can <laughs> fall out of games sometimes yeah. uh, and kind of get into shooting ruts. But his skill and his size alone, he's in, he's such a good player. Mm-hmm. Trey Young, I have so much respect for him for what he did in the playoffs. I was not really a Trey Young uh, like fan. I think I found him like kind of annoying. Um, but like when he, when he was going to New York and just like taking <laughs> the villain mentality, the like. Yeah. Like that's so like that's so cold blooded for like a twenty three year old guy to do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh Devin Booker. See, this is what's funny. I have Devin Booker at four. And like Devin Booker, like played in the NBA finals. Like, you know what I mean? This guy's been in the NBA for a minute. I don't think I'm taking Devin Booker or Trey Young. I'm being honest. I think I would. Really? Yeah. Well, first of all, I think it's weird to think to your point, he's been in the NBA for he's been in the NBA for seven years. I, and he's 24? Yeah. Think about that. That's ridiculous. This is it, seventh that's season. stupid. That's so stupid. But anyways, I think I would take uh, Devin Booker just because, I don't know, I, he, he sort of has a calm about him. I think Trey Young sometimes seems frantic. Yeah. Kind of makes that, like, vital error at the end of a game, I turn over the ball. I think Devin Booker, like, you could trust almost a little bit more. I don't know what it is about him. I think he just has that calm to him. And, and maybe that's a, a byproduct of playing with someone like CP3. Also true. You know what I mean? Yeah, that could be true. Yeah. But my thing about Booker, though, is like, this is where, and this is where I debated back and forth in my head because I, I thought, said the same thing or, or similar uh, iteration of that. And then I thought, could Devin Booker do what Trey Young did with the Hawks? I don't think so. Hmm. And then I genuinely was like, Maybe it's the position. I just think his play style is completely different. But then I was like, I think Trey Young. I mean, Trey Young did it. I don't think Devin Booker could have done that. That's just like how I thought about it. And I was like, maybe Trey Young is is the better player. I think it's a fair way to evaluate it. I I also, I'm trying to picture it right now. I don't think I could see. I mean, Devin Booker has times where he's like a complete douche, like to yeah. opposing players and fans and stuff. So I could see him like doing the whole like New York thing. The villain, yeah, yeah. But I don't think. He puts up numbers as similar to Trey in that same scenario. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. That's tough. Like, like you said, it's tough to compare in the, like different situations, different yeah. teammates, and you know. But I can't argue the fact that if you pick Young over Booker, like, yeah, that's fact. Yeah. And then five, I have Jaw, and we just talked about Jaw. So uh, I think he's literally he's one of my new favorite players. I think he's so cool. Oh yeah, I mentioned to you earlier this week that I actually got his jersey over summer. Yeah. yeah. It, Number 12, just kind of a, a cool number in sports in general, Tom yeah. Brady and that kind of stuff. So he's, he's an awesome player, young player, so it's really easy to get high, get behind players who are starting to really rise above everybody else and just look like they're going to be, like, that next guy, you know? Like, it's oftentimes where you sit around and you think, like, oh, man, like, oh, Kobe's retiring. Oh, LeBron's going to retire. Like, yeah. all these guys you grew Bell's up watching. on the way out. Right. You know I mean? All these guys you grew up watching, you're like, Dude, like, no one's going to be like that. And then yeah. you see, like, a guy like Ja, and you're like, okay, we'll be okay. 
Yeah. We don't we don't have to worry. We'll I mean, have... this goes for NFL and NBA. Like the leagues are in good hands. Oh yeah. When absolutely. it comes to to uh, new talent, mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're definitely getting an influx of uh, very special players. I completely agree. And the uh, side note on Jaw, do you follow him on Twitter? I don't. So, I <laughs> after the Grizzlies lost, I just saw someone like retweeted it or I don't you know how like you can follow topics or something like that right and, like his name like this tweet just was suggested on my timeline and it was like damn Jaws really like a sad teenager after a loss and I was like like wait what and so then I looked up John Morant's Twitter dude this guy simps after really? losses it's it's hilarious there's like a video of because did you see where he had the the free throw to tie it against the Lakers and he misses like, it he's like my fault That's and he's idea. like my bad y'all uh-huh. he like and someone tweeted it and was like like quote unquote my bad y'all like this broke my heart and he like quote tweeted it and was like dot 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 and he was like <laughs> he, and then he tweeted he was like don't fold 12 like come back better oh <laughs> like something gosh. like that that almost sounds like the tweets like because I, I i don't tweet that often myself like i'll retweet stuff from time to time but i like don't go out of my way to tweet something yeah so it's funny when i like go back through my personal twitter like way back to the beginning when we were on the freshman basketball team yeah our tweets were atrocious <laughs> Like, just reading, like, let's go Cougars, like, big game today with, like, a fork and knife emoji and, like, a, a smiling time devil. Eat. Time to eat. Yeah, you it probably scared like, some people when you said our tweets were atrocious. That could have been... Oh, no, no, no. Not, <laughs> not in any, like, we're about to get canceled type of way, but, like, we had some pretty, uh, just very cringy tweets, yeah. I, sh- I should specify. I should have been simping like jaw. My bad, y'all. Who knows where you would have been? <laughs> Maybe it's just the mindset. Do you want do you want to go through your players? Yeah, I'll go through really quick. Yeah. So, like I said, so my first one for the rookie class, I gave the edge to Mobley. Um, I think everyone was worried about his stature and his strength. He's very tall, kind of slim, almost like a bull bull. Yeah. Um, a, a little bit, a little bit thicker than bull bull. Okay, a little, <laughs> a little bit thicker, but you you know what I'm trying yeah, to say, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. that thin build, slight, um, it's definitely slight. But apparently, it doesn't matter. He's awesome. Uh, I like. So him. he's averaging 14. In, like 14.3 points, 8.3 rebounds, 2.8 assists, and two blocks. So he's playing with Jared Allen. Yeah. So he's getting all those numbers with Jared Allen across he, from He's a $100 million center. Right, exactly. And, by the way, he's doing it all in 55% field goal percentage. That's so really nice. Good good to see your big. Obviously, he's shooting yeah. closer in than some of the other players, but still to be efficient like that as a rookie. Cleveland might have a guy. Who knows? They hope. We'll see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive off that with Cleveland. I, uh, I don't watch a lot of Cleveland basketball in the last or I haven't I should say in the last two years uh, it's become very apparent to me that uh, Sexton shoots the ball so like so much I've I again I can kind of just piggyback off what you said I don't watch any Cleveland games yeah. at all um, except if like LeBron who I'm yeah. a huge fan of is like playing against him or like the Lakers uh, but those games yeah he's a ball hog for sure yeah he shoots the ball he likes to handle it and yeah. if he's not handling it it's going up. Yeah, he's shooting, and he shoots it a lot, and he takes a lot of off balance shots. And it's like, I've heard some things that people want him out. Kind of want to give Garland that. I like, think that PG might be one. I was gonna say, I think that might be the play. Yeah, I like Garland, by the way. Yeah, I do like Garland. I think Sexton's good. I just think he, he, he thinks just, he's better than he is. Yeah, he's just he, he's doing way too much for yeah. what they need from him, um, which may hurt him in some cases. But so for my uh, second year sophomore class. Uh, like I mentioned, I'm giving Melo the edge, and it was strictly due to higher shooting percentages. I just looked at the efficiency, 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 and Lamelo was just a lot better in that aspect. So mm-hmm. he was averaging 22.8 points, which I think was six points less than Anthony Edwards. 
Yeah. Um, something like that, or like three. Uh, 5.5 rebounds and 6.8 assists on 47.2 field goal percentage and 50% on threes. Wow. 50% from three from a second-year player, that's pretty awesome, especially because he's it's similar to Lonzo. People highly critical on his form, on his yeah. jump shot. So, I mean, just the big F you middle finger to the haters in that regard when you're shooting that well from deep in the NBA. I mean, they just, they just beat the Bucks. Let me see how he played, by the way. I'm pulling it up. Oh, he had 25, 9 for 24 from the field, 2 oh, for 10 okay. from 3. I mean, he put up 25 in a win against the Bucks. So right. I'm going to give him... As a second-year guy. I'm going to give him the nod on that one. He's like 19. Yeah. So but good for him. I, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan. Anthony Edwards was a, a a great asset for the league. Yeah, actually, I, you can't like discredit what he's done at all. But yeah. like like I said, the only reason why I went with Lamelo is because of efficiency. That's literally the only reason why. Um, Third-year player, John Morant. Like I said, no discrepancy there. Uh, averaging 35, 3.7, and 8. So it's ridiculous. To average 35 points and 8 assists shows that you're not necessarily not a team guy. You're not a ball hog. You're not just putting up points. You're also helping your team try to win games. So this is what's crazy. With those numbers, he's shooting at a 58% clip and 44% from deep, which was one of his weaknesses stupid. in the past, and he's stupid. really been working on his, yeah. his deep shot. So in year three, he's going crazy. That's stupid. It is, it is so stupid, and that's why I got his jersey. <laughs> well, I got his jersey, honestly, just because his uh, – performance in the play-in versus the Warriors unreal dude just some of the shots he was making and like the circus shots like he had against the Lakers yeah I mean I was I was gonna say that uh when we were talking about jaw earlier is that it seems like the play-in was the switch you know what I mean Mm -hmm. seems like that was like the uh the emergence as not that he wasn't right. a phenomenal player he was already, so good, but like, but that was like the hey, I'm playing against Steph Curry and I'm going for forty. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm scoring more than Steph Curry. Yeah, like, yeah. I think he had like thirty eight in that game, and Steph had like thirty. I think it was something were, like that yeah, too. They yeah. were just like going back and forth. Uh-huh. But it was a great game. That was, that was a phenomenal game. Draymond right? ruined him, but uh, you know, both those playing games were really good. By yeah, the way. Lakers, the Lakers, and Warriors, and, and the Warriors, uh, the Grizz. the Grizzlies won. Were they both overtime? I know um, the Grizzlies won once. I'm not sure. But, yeah. Anyways, the Jaw has been that guy since since that moment. Absolutely. And then that brings me to my fourth player, Luca, who I mentioned struggling to find consistency early on in the season. Um, but the benefit about that, it, it is early on in the season, so he doesn't necessarily need to worry. Mm-hmm. But he's averaging 23.7, 11.3, which is a great rebound number for him, and 8.7 assists. So, like, I mean – Insane numbers, but the only thing that's a little worrisome is he's shooting forty percent, and then twenty two percent from three. But that was this—I mean, this has been his thing for a minute. He's really never, or not never. I mean, he hasn't yet been like a very effective three point shooter. You he know has I mean? his moments though, where he yeah. just like hits him. You are like, oh, oh yeah. I mean, he's when he's hot. It's what are you gonna do? But mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's the part of his game, the the efficiency aspect. That's it's on the horizon. No, yeah, you know I completely I mean? agree with you. Like even watching those games against like the Clippers. Maybe he hits some of those deep threes that he takes. Yeah. You know. But also it's like he feels the pressure that he needs to be the guy every night. Yeah. There's which, no one else that he can go yeah, to. There's no one else that they can even, you know, reliably trust. Absolutely. So I would say in that sense, when you're twenty two years old and you're the only possible shot to get to the playoffs and then like beat the Clippers in the first round, like it's pretty acceptable if you're shooting at extreme high volume. No, yeah, I completely agree with that. I just think that, like, if he wants to uh, progress to being, like, 
all-time great. Oh, gotta yeah. Get, gotta get those. The efficiency sure. needs to get up. Yeah. And then that brings me to my last player, Jalen Brown. Had to ditch my system because I couldn't leave him out. I mean, although he had, I think, recently got hurt, missed the last game they played, I think. Yeah. Um, I think he played in the most recent one, but missed the one prior. Or before that, yeah. This is a test. Everything's mush. My, Everything, my, yeah. my brain's Like mush. I said, hard to track basketball yeah. because of the sheer volume of games. But he did drop 40 in their first or second game. Uh, I think in their first one, when uh, Jason yeah. Tatum was playing absolutely terrible. I do remember that. Oh, yeah, when Tatum was like... 20% from the field or something yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, yeah, So he's, Brown's been averaging 28.3 points, 7.3 rebounds, and then three assists, uh, shooting 49.2%, so not bad, and then 39.3% from three. So I think those numbers, um, his 3% percentage might be up from last season. Uh, and then a huge part of his game, too, is that he's a huge defensive player. He'll he's lock up the, other t- the opposing team's best uh, offensive player just like it was not even an issue and he can guard three positions yeah exactly yeah, you know what I mean? he's got that build that he yeah. can go one, one through three th- yeah maybe even four yeah exactly so i mean i had to mention him he's had a great start to the overall season that's just kind of those are my those are my guys so far i'm a huge fan of Jalen uh, brown i think like i've kind of i actually have been thinking about this a lot in terms of who are uh my nba guys and like the, the next generation because you know, before you know it, like you're not going to be watching LeBron, Russell Westbrook, you know, Carmelo, whatever, whatever, like all these older guys, right. even like Kevin Durant, James Harden, blah blah, Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, just some names that come to mind. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Jalen Brown. Really like John Morant, Morant, uh, Morant, whatever it is. Uh, I really like Donovan Mitchell. Mm. I think he's really good, um, and. I'm a huge fan of Zion, but I really want to see what goes on with this this physical or like physical or whatever physique. Uh, yeah, his physique. He's just uh, a big body. Yeah, he is. He, uh, loves, he loves eating. He, he the Louisiana food is got to get him out of. That's why. Uh, that's why his family wanted him out of Louisiana, <laughs> not even because they didn't like the the team or the coach or anything. They just the food. Yeah, and uh, there, there's definitely more. Uh, Lamelo, Lamelo is my last guy. That's okay. that's who I really. Those are my five guys that I really really like right now in terms of this next wave. I got you. Uh, what about SGA? SGA is your guy. Yeah, but the, the Thunder, like I don't, I don't like. T- you know what I mean? Like I root for the Thunder. Okay. So like I don't really like more of a team thing rather yeah, than a player yeah. based thing. Okay, I completely understand that. So like me personally, as I've mentioned many times, I'm I'm a LeBron guy, and he's obviously going to retire within the next two years, three or four. Yeah, yeah, I assume. Um. I'm hoping by that point it's either announced or we ha- have an NBA team in Vegas. Then I would, yeah. So that way I can easily transition just to a team so I don't have to, like, root for... That'd be full-time. Like, obviously, I can have players that I like, yeah. but I just want to, like like you said, full-time root yeah. for a team and not bounce because... That'd be fun. Yeah, it, it would be so fun. Games there would be... T-Mobile games would be so fun. Have well, you been to a basketball game there? I've been... Well, yeah, we went to... Um, remember we watched... Uh, Do we watch Team USA? No, we watched uh, U of A. Oh yeah, play. I forget who they played. U of A played uh, UCLA. Okay, that's because, right. Because uh, there was which which holiday play. brother went to UCLA? Uh, Aaron. Remember he had the half court to win and he missed it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was like tons of people there too. Like we were in the U of A section and we had right next to the band. Too. And we that had was the, terrible. <laughs> we had all the UCLA stuff. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> it was it was awesome because we actually made a. So this is right when it came out that. DeAndre Ayton was paid like hundred thousand dollars or five hundred grand. I think yeah. it was by Sean. 
what, what's his name? Sean. Sean, uh, Sean Lee? No, not Sean Lee. <laughs> the linebacker. Yeah. Sean, it is Sean. I forget. Uh, shoot. What the heck's his name? He's so irrelevant now. I know. Hold on. Does he I'm even little... coach there anymore? No, he got fired. Uh, he like ran Tucson. Oh, I know. He had a grip on that whole. Uh... Sean Miller. Sean Miller. So, yeah, we tried. So, <laughs> right before this game, uh, us and our buddy Cole tried to make this poster board that looked like a check. Just basically saying, here's like, your money. To DeAndre. Yeah, yeah. to DeAndre. And we are going to put it up at the game. So we get there. We, like, spray painted it. It's, like, drying out in the back of my car. <laughs> we get there, and they told us we can't bring it in because it, it was, like, a firm poster board. Like, you couldn't, like, roll yeah. it up or fold it. And they said it was, like, not allowed. So we were super heated about that. I think our buddy Cole, like, snapped it over his knee and then, like, <laughs> threw it away in typical Cole fashion, just breaking something. But, uh, um... Yeah, so that that was a really fun game. I mean, we saw Nick Foles. That was like right after Philly, Philly. We saw Lavar Ball, Lavar sitting courtside. Lavar was there, and I think Magic Johnson was also there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, I have been to T-Mobile for games. I hope though, I've seen like sketches, and I think I showed you last time or the second last time we played ball together the uh, the Vegas basketball arena like kind of just render idea. Mm. I think I think I did when we went to play. The first oh, time we got on Friday? No, no, no. Before that, the other time. Oh, but either way, that was a while ago. So you probably just yeah, don't I might not like, remember. That's really cool. I though. think they had an insane idea, kind of similar to almost like what SoFi was, but in like basketball form, just like very see-through type. Oh, okay. So gotcha. like, yeah, gotcha. it looked really awesome though. So hopefully they. I mean, it'd be really cool if we did get another stadium. Be very cool, but I mean, I'm fine with T-Mobile. I'm fine with T-Mobile too. Anything in a dome just makes the crowd experience so much more vibrant and yeah, loud. It just exactly. makes it so much better. But. I, Firmly agree, but I think that might do it. I think that's it. We got what do we got going on this weekend? We got uh, well, I go to the uh, Cardinals game tomorrow. Bears play uh, um, the Niners. Niners at home. At home. Uh, Halloween weekend. Halloween Homecoming weekend. weekend for Arizona State. Don't care about that, unfortunately. For homecoming. I don't even really know what that means for yeah. college. To be honest with you, um, ASU plays Washington State, who doesn't even have a coaching staff. They don't believe in COVID. They don't believe in COVID, and therefore they don't get a job. And they probably will beat us. I would hope not. I'm a little bit more <laughs> of a diehard ASU fan than you are because I grew up watching their games. So I get, I know when they take a loss, it doesn't harm you emotionally as it does for me, especially when I, I mean, like, I was so sure that they were going to win out the rest of the year after losing to BYU, but they like to beat themselves up. So, anyways, I digress. They're, they're a very disappointing team, it seems like. Yeah, all over the place for sure. But. It is what it is. We're just waiting on Chad Johnson Jr. He's on the team, man. They're, they need to unload him. Yeah, they're <laughs> that's the weapon. Yeah, absolutely. But, but we'll uh, we'll be back next week. I'm sure we'll be discussing some uh, more NFL, some NBA, and uh, some more awful takes. Maybe even uh, actually some UFC too. I know there's some big fights this weekend occurring. Are there really? With Jan, uh, what's the Peter Jan? I don't even want to say his last name. Blankovic or the one that beat Israel Adesanya. In the uh, heavy oh weight. oh uh, light heavyweight yeah zone. yeah yeah I know you're talking I don't know how to say his name I, mean, yeah. I, I shouldn't uh, even try yeah but um, yeah the big Polish guy yeah yeah, yeah I didn't so know that he fought this weekend I think I think it is this weekend I've been seeing a lot of promo for it so oh let's see uh, a lot of UFC fights but anyways yeah so we'll be back next week with a lot of content for you guys and oh yeah Blankowicz uh, Teixeira yeah oh wow a lot of stuff going on that's on, hype on this weekend oh well I'm juiced up now. <laughs> Well, all right, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, peace. Yes, sir.